Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. S-E-O. That little acronym that just drives fear into the heart of any small business owner. Have you done your SEO? I can get you to the top of Google. Your SEO is poor. You can do this to improve your SEO. I've not looked into your SEO, but I have looked into your SEO and it's not good. Do you even know what SEO means? You need to do this for your SEO and your SEO will improve. Whew. Well, let's all just chill out for a second because it doesn't need to be so overwhelming. And thankfully, we have Stacey Oakley in the studio today to help bring some calm and reassurance around the topic of, you guessed it, SEO. Let's go, team. Come on, the seats. You okay, babes? Very good, very good. Here we are. Another day, another episode. We're We're fine. (laughs) You know what I'm like. It's just uh, anxiety levels, isn't it? Make sure everything's working. Yeah. We are another idea. A podcast for creatives and entrepreneurs. We just want to level up their business. Yes, and yes, just yes. Be yes. inspired and hear stories and take value and little nuggets of information and just be helped a little bit and yeah. just giving them that little bit of insight that might just change their business a little bit. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, so if you're here for the first time, welcome. And if you don't mind, it would be amazing if you could click, share, subscribe. Shout it out. Yes, yes. We'd love to hear your thoughts about us. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> no, just do, just do all the sharing things. It's like, it's really appreciate. We, we, we see and appreciate every, everybody yes. that does share it. So thank you. There are some people that are diehards that do it every week. Like, please don't ever stop. It's amazing. <laughs> that's it. Um, but yeah, we just need more people to do it. So thank you very much. Um, and if you could leave a review, amazing. Please do. Yes. Um, are we Okay. We are okay. Yeah. Have we got any house admin to cover? Is there anything that we need to like, cover off? No, I think we just want to jump yeah, in. I've got, I've got to make your bed for tonight, haven't I? <laughs> you're staying over. You're, you're staying in Derby. I've still not managed to convince you to buy a house up here yet, but I'm working, I'm slowly, working on it. Slowly, slowly, slowly it's happening. I am working on it. Um, so you're, you're doing a good job. Uh, you're staying in my brother's. My brother it. lives five doors down, which sounds a little bit mad, really, but he, <laughs> it wasn't planned. He just does. He just owns a house five doors. So he's... He's got his spare room going, so you're there tonight. Yeah. And then in tomorrow, you're, you're in the studio again. Yeah, at the Docker Inn. Yeah. Yeah. And what are we doing tomorrow? Tomorrow, we'll be recording some uh, videos for a course on how to create a podcast. And yeah, super excited about it. Yeah. Cause, it's like the next, yeah. next little stage, isn't it? Yes, and yes. Next part of the journey. Yeah. The and, process. And yeah, it's 
gonna be a good one so yeah cannot wait but that said today we have the amazing Stacey Oakley in the house. How are you? Stacey. I was going to say Stacey. 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 Probably a good time to mention that Oakley isn't actually my surname anymore. No! Yep, yep. Westhead is the... That's a strong surname. Do you think? Yeah, Westhead. My husband doesn't. I always say I downgraded my surname. No, Oakley was my maiden name, so... But stuck with that. Why not? Yeah. It makes the word so when I've got my initials, so it was much better. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But thank you for coming. Um, thank you for having me. I think you you are going to bring a lot of value, not not putting pressure or anything like that. <laughs> so but, much pressure. Um, SEO is one of those things that when people hear about it, they, mm-hmm. they can be very much like, oh, I don't even know yeah. where to start. Or, but yeah, it, it's one of those things that I think that, doing my research and looking into you yeah you've got so much to say about it so yeah, yeah it'll be amazing but yeah. that said then yep. tell us tell us a little bit about you what you do okay uh i'm stacy <laughs> i um i don't know where to start really uh i left university in a while ago t- <laughs> 2005 and um i went to work for a media agency I did maths at uni. I don't know why. Wow, that's um, brave. Yeah, it was hardcore. I didn't want to do anything mathsy, and uh, so I got a job at a media agency doing digital marketing. It's amazing how people do that, though, isn't it? I know. Get into a degree they don't really want I to do. Did, I wanted to do drama, but my dad and my teachers were like, "You're really good at maths, and not many people are, so you should go and do maths." <laughs> and I just does that, does that do still? Do. do you reckon that still happens now? I know, like I'm sure, like it, uh, generations that roll through, they they probably. People probably still say the same thing, and yeah. Yeah. parents push their like yeah. ideas on yeah. their children, don't they? I actually hate it. I'm really jealous of people that did a course at uni, and they were like, "Oh yay, I've got a lecture." I was like, "Oh god," like literally like dragging myself there. But um, it was the fun side of uni that kept me there. I think. <laughs> Meeting my husband in the first week that was uh, that was fun. It's, it's uh, fresh as wheat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Seems so long ago. Um, so yeah, came out of uni, didn't want to do anything mathsy. Um, my best friend worked at a media agency at the time, and she was like, "Why don't you work in a media agency? Because it's a really good bridge between uni and real life. Everyone's really young. There's loads of parties. You get taken out for lunches. Like it's it was really cool. So I moved to London, got a job at a media agency." Um, doing digital marketing, mostly paid ads, so AdWords, Google stuff. And then my boss there said he was going to That's the official line, is it? Google stuff. Google stuff. (laughs) But but it wasn't SEO at that point. I just did a year of basically writing PPC ads. It was pretty dull. Um, And then my boss said that he was going to set up his own agency uh, in 2007. And he asked if I would go with him. So it was just me and him. I mean, I was only a year out of uni, so I was pretty fresh. Um, And that agency did all sorts of digital marketing, mostly SEO and PPC. So that's where I sort of learned about the SEO back then. Um, And then we- What do you think made your boss sort of like, hey, Stacey, do you want to come and you must have had certain attributes that he, he or something that he saw in you that to kind of like take you away and go in that venture. So he always said that I had that magical mix of being quite creative, but also being really comfortable with numbers. Obviously, the maths degree came in a little bit useful mm-hmm. um, there. 
Um, and also just sort of the right attitude, sort of can-do attitude. He um, he always spoke about one instance where he asked me to do something. And then the next day he was like, have you done it? And I was like, of course I have, I did it yesterday. And he was like, do you want to tell me you've done it? And I was like, just assume I've done it. If you ask, <laughs> yeah, me, to do, yeah. if you ask me to do something, do assume to I've done it. Um, so yeah, so I also, to be honest, I was probably quite a cheap option because I was only a year out of uni. Yeah. I wasn't on like super high salaries. And then we basically grew that agency to about 50 people. Wow, amazing. Um, and I sort of remained his sort of number two during that time. He didn't hire, hire a head. I just sort of grew as the agency grew. Um, and then it was a really, I got pregnant and I was the first person in the company to have a baby because everyone was really young everyone was like wow. early 20s and I was sort of 30 at that point um and it was really hard having a baby in that sort of industry and in that space because everyone is so young and they don't understand and you're like oh I just want to I need to go home at five o'clock to do yeah. the pickup and they're like oh what we're all going out for drinks Oof. and then you just get massive FOMO um and then that agency got bought by a global agency and I was slightly screwed. And you became a millionaire. <laughs> no, I was slightly screwed in that process yeah. um, because I wasn't working full time. So my share allocation was docked massively, yeah. which having started the company from scratch was a- That's yeah, beyond, must that's be shitter. Yeah, that was a honest. shitter. Um, but we were on a two year earn out period. So I sort of hung around for two years. Um, and at that point I had started learning calligraphy. So I had learned, I'd started learning calligraphy in sort of 2016. Um, my dad had just died. I had a very young baby and I was like, I need to do something for me, for something creative. Yeah. So started learning calligraphy and then, you know, just started doing friends' weddings and then their friends' weddings and then thought I could actually do this as a, as a job. So I'd been thinking about that got furloughed during COVID from the agency job. And I was like, okay, now's the time to try and make this happen. Um, and then I quit as soon as the earnout period was done and I got not my millions, but some thousands. Yeah. I was like, right, I'm just gonna leave um, and work at home and be at home with the family. I think COVID did that to a lot of us, yeah, made oh, us yeah, realize did, yeah. I don't wanna commute anymore into London and I wanna be at home and we got a dog, didn't everyone? <laughs> um, so, yeah, did that, was doing the stationery and that was all good. Um, and then I was basically doing a lot of networking as you do in the wedding industry and going to styled shoots and events and different things. And when I was meeting people and they were saying, you know, is this your full-time job? Is this your side hustle? I was like, oh no, I also work in SEO and PPC. And everyone was like, <laughs> you do SEO? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And everyone was either like, I don't know what that is, but I know I should be doing it. Or no, it must be really technical or, oh no, SEO, I can't be doing that. And I just, after a while, I was like, I feel like this, I feel like there's something here. Yeah. Um, and then January, 2021, I was chatting to one of my calligraphy friends. I'm in Lou's coven that she spoke yeah. about a while ago. <laughs> yeah. So I was speaking to one of those girls um, and I was like, I think I'm just gonna set up an Instagram account and then I'll just put tips for people on it. And uh, I was like, I just want people to engage with SEO. I should call it so engaged because then it <laughs> works with the so calligraphy. So I just randomly, it was just a real whim, like set it up one night. 
and told a couple of my friends, they shared it on Instagram. And then within a few days, I had like a few hundred followers, which I know it's not huge, but it felt like That's a massive amazing. deal mm. like to me. I was like, oh, wow, there's something in this. And I started sharing tips. And then quite quickly, people were contacting me like, can you do some SEO for me? So I was like, oh, okay, I need to put something together. Um, and then Faye Cornhill from the Wedding Business Club, she contacted me and said, oh, I see that you've got this Instagram page. Can you do a module for us on SEO? And that was, I think, in the February that she contacted me and she wanted me to do the April module. And I was like, shit, I need a website. I need a logo. <laughs> I need to actually look proper. Yeah. So it was like a two month dash to get a website up. Um, Nothing like a good deadline to get I things know, going. Yeah, it was good. Sometimes I you need needed that rocket, it. Yeah, yeah I needed that kick up the ass really to get it done. And then I did her April module and I've been fully booked since with people. Um, and now it's just really nice because it's sort of growing organically. People tell that, you know, in the wedding industry, that's sort of how it yeah. works. Yeah. And um, Everyone knows everyone. Yeah. People are having good experiences with me and telling their friends. And so... Ultimately yeah. getting results, right? Exactly. And I think it's not just about... Because I don't work with people on a monthly basis. I sort of audit their websites and give them sort of a batch of recommendations and say, you know, do these things and you'll be at a really good level. But then here are the things that you need to do moving forward. So it's a combination of training and sort of doing a bit of it first mm. to sort of give you a, a leg up, I guess, um, on there. Um, so, yeah, and it's, it's worked well. I've done a few courses with mixed results. So, yeah. Um, but I think people just are really time poor and I think they need, they want to learn about it, but they also just need some done for them, which I yeah, think is why it, the audit works. And I think well. with, I think with SEO as well, it's hard, it, it's hard to see quick results, isn't it? Yeah. Um, whereas you look at like the world of Instagram and TikTok and people kind of getting a huge, viral. huge reach very quickly off something that they're just like put together in 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, actually... SEO is more, much, I mean, it is much more of a long-term game, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I you was know. working on my calligraphy site for probably two, two and a half years before I got to, so I now rank number one for wedding calligraphy oh, and I rank yeah. number one for learn calligraphy in Surrey and those sorts of cures. But it takes like a lot of time. And even like the, the clients that I work with where I do some of the work for them, I'm like, this isn't SEO done. Mm. Like this is getting you to the, on the first step. And then these are the things that you need to do yeah. ongoing. Um, um, before we get into like the world of SEO, like just the, the idea that you've you've set this up off, you said like off the back of a whim. Yeah. I just think is really admirable straight away. And it's again, just being able to recognize that there was something there, like you had a skill set. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. You know, you had the tools already in your sort of arsenal to be able to kind of go, there's something here, I'm going to act on it. Yeah. And we talk about it so many times, don't we? Like it doesn't matter what idea you have, if you don't take the action, yeah, it's, it's never going to go yeah. anywhere. And the thing um, is, is that a lot of people were saying to me that they weren't technical enough. And that was always really sort of hit home for me because I am not technical at all. Like my laptop crashes, I'm like, Whoa. I just don't do tech. I don't do code, but I can still do SEOs. And if I can do it, honestly, anyone can do it. Um, it's just about having, it's about having the confidence. I think for so many years, we've almost had it like drilled into us that it's something we can't do. Yeah. And you absolutely can. You can do it. Yeah, it is true. It is true. SEO is very much seen as this sort of like three-headed beast that mm -hmm. ooh, sometimes people get get daunted really by the fact that, oh, I don't even know where to start really. Yeah. But 
Where would you start? Um, so I think, first of all, it's about knowing your audience. It's a lot of strategy stuff. Like yeah. know your audience, um, know the sort of things that they're searching for. So some really cheap slash free tools out there that tell you what people are searching for. There's a really good plugin called Keywords Everywhere. It's like a Chrome extension. And when you Google something, it tells you underneath how many people a month Google it. And it tells you the seasonality. And on the right-hand side, it tells you sort of related keywords. So um, knowing the things that your customers are searching for. Yeah. Um, but not just picking the one that like has the highest search volume, but also thinking about, is it relevant to you? Like if you're a documentary style photographer, like do you want to be ranking for something that's not that? Yeah. Um, that's like, so, um, it's like the hashtags on Instagram, isn't yeah. it? It's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to tag photo of the day. Yes. Because that's going to get me. And whereas you could be like, you know, more niche down like lace wedding dress. You yeah. Know, you know, that, that's the difference, isn't it? Right? Yeah. Um, and then once you know the keywords that you're, I'm going to get technical. No, let's no, go for it. No, sorry. let's just, let's just sorry, go for it. Step by step. This is, I suppose this sounds like already before we get into it, this is like the homework phase, isn't it? Of SEO yeah. and like doing yeah. the groundwork and understanding, like you, if you're going to put time and effort into this, which you're going to have to do, mm -hmm. you need to know that you're going down the right road, don't you? Yeah, exactly. And knowing the keywords is sort of like a first step. Um, and then also understanding, so this, a lot of people sort of can't get their head around that. So I'll use my calligraphy site as an example, because it sort of works really well. A lot of people think that their whole site has to be optimized for all the keywords yeah. all in one go. Um, the way that I approach SEO is I see every page on your site as a potential front door. So for me, my homepage is just generic calligraphy stuff. And then I've got my wedding page that's optimized for wedding calligraphy and that's yeah. the page that ranks for wedding calligraphy and then I've got my workshops page and that's optimized for learn calligraphy because people don't google calligraphy workshop they, they google learn, learn calligraphy, calligraphy. Um, and so every page should be targeting a different set of keywords um, so then once you've got your whole list of keywords you then have to map those keywords to makes sense pages that, that, point, that example you've just given there is a prime example though isn't it of doing your homework yeah yeah because you, you could have just gone Oh, it's just, I just need to rank for calligraphy workshop because that makes Is sense. Is what I do, yeah. But that's not what people search for. No. And that's, that's the key differentiator, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you've mapped your keywords to the pages, so you then have to have a lot, like a lot of wedding businesses, they might have like a homepage, a gallery page, a packages page. That's normally it. And you're like, you need more, you need more content than that. Like Google... I was going to say Google isn't psychic. That's a weird thing to say. Um, but Google needs to see words. It needs to get context. It needs to understand. So you could have the most beautiful site with the most beautiful imagery. If you've got no words around it, Google's not going to yeah. have a clue. So you need to get writing, either yourself or get a content writer um, in to do it. And then it's all about just all the technical elements that go into that. So you need to make sure that for your for each page, you've got the keywords in your title, um, you've got the keywords in your headers, um, you're using the keyword's in your content. Both staring at me like No, 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 no. this is amazing. Uh -huh. This is amazing. Okay. <laughs> um, and then once you've done all of that, um, you then have to get other people to link to you, which is the really difficult bit really. Um, and that's probably one of the most important things. One of the most important ranking factors that we call them is getting other people to put a link on their site that links through to your site because Google sees that as a recommendation of their Makes site. Sense. 
to yours. So, And it's much harder to manipulate, which is why it's so important. Um, I was saying to Igor before um, we started recording that, you know, SEO has a history of like being really yeah. manipulated and people yeah, yeah. trying to rework the algorithm yeah. and go, I right. I remember, this God, when I, when did I start this business? 2011, 2012, I think I bought a thousand backlinks mm -hmm. from a farm. Yeah. You know, you could do But it used but to then, work. But then it was genuine. Like there was, it wasn't seen as like, illegal well it wasn't a crime or anything it was just like a, a lot of people yep. did it yeah yeah but then google obviously clamped down on it and then they punish you for it so you you learn very quickly in in the seo world don't you that like if somebody has a a quick solution for you or there's like yeah. a short-term gain here like my general approach is to be very cautious mm -hmm. um yeah and and because of that that only ends up providing you with a long-term pain yeah you know, and also anyone guaranteeing you i can get you to number one for this you're like no you can't or they say i can get you to number one for something and it'll be like a random a random really <laughs> yeah. niche long tail keyword that you wouldn't get any traffic from anyway even if yeah. you even if one you... of my one of my favorites is always getting like those seo inquiry forms where they're like oh i've been through your site and yeah. found all these faults i found all these faults and at the bottom it says how did you find me google google <laughs> okay yeah great yep. I get the them on my, on my SEO site. I get those like, we've looked Brilliant. and we think your SEO could do with some work. And I'm like, wow, this hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what are the, the, the sort of common mistakes that people make? What are, those, what are those traps that people fall into that you see kind of on a regular basis? Um, not writing enough content, thinking that their images will be enough. Um, having really big images that slow down a site photographers yeah. why <laughs> can you just explain why that's why that's vital um google wants to serve sites that give users a good user experience and if your site is full of huge images it's going to slow down your site and users are going to be annoyed and if they're annoyed with your site they're going to probably be annoyed with google for serving you that site um so google prioritizes sites that are quick and mobile friendly and massive images are not mm. either of those things yeah if your if your website isn't mobile friendly to in today's age yeah like you're instantly you're, yeah. you're yeah. at the bottom of the pile aren't you exactly i mean to be honest most people that i speak to are using like a squarespace or mm. something which are, are fine for mobiles anyway so um but yeah big images no alt tags on images it's so easy to add an alt tag i mean it if you haven't done it and you've got a whole yeah. site what full of hundreds tag? of images <laughs> uh, an alt tag is just um i mean it's really what screen we screen readers use um, to understand what an image is showing. So the visually impaired will use alt tags. It will read our website and then it will say image of this thing. Um, but it's another opportunity for you to put your keywords in there. So if your Makes page sense. is about wedding calligraphy and I'm showing an envelope that's got a calligraphy address on it, then I should write calligraphy in there because that's part of my keyword. Um, and yeah, it's just mainly not having enough content is the main thing. Um, I mean, I could go into very technical header issues. Um, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you're not from an SEO world and you're using a Squarespace or a Wix or a WordPress um, site, when you're writing your content and you have headers, you sort of highlight over them and then you can choose what sort of class of header mm -hmm. to have. So you have like header H one, header H2, two. H1, H2, H3. If you're not, if you haven't got an SEO hat on, you just pick the one that looks nicest yep. in that space because the headers are sort of related to your formatting. Um, but you should only have one H1 and it should be at the top 
of your page because if you think about if you were writing an essay or something you would only have one main header that makes more sense one title yeah um, and then underneath that you can have your h2s and h3s but so many clients that i work with have like five h1s on a page and i'm like it just doesn't make sense like and it looks spammy and a, a lot of it is about common sense like i quite often people are like right how much content should i have on a page like is there a magic number um and there's really not. And also if there was, it wouldn't be that number for very long. So you'd just constantly be chasing an algorithm that's always changing. So I always try and say, you know, put your Google hat on. Does it look like an all right amount of content for Google to understand, to add value to your users? Um, and anything that you do, I always say that, like, did you think Google will like that? Do you think Google will like a header that's like half a page long? Probably not. Looks yeah, I think, I think people always fall into that trap, don't they, as well, of trying to tell Google that this mm. is what they want to see, but but at the cost of the end user. Yeah. So one thing I, I talk about in my workshops and stuff is about like just remembering that people are want people are gonna read this. Yeah. You know, yeah. you and can't you can't trick you can't trick the system. No. But also Google wants sites that are good for users. Yeah. So if you think of the user first, I mean you have to do a little bit of manipulation. Um flash a bit of shoulder, I sometimes call it, to Google, um, so that it does know, you know, I was I was working with a bridal dress boutique um, and she said, we don't call our dresses dresses, we call them gowns. So all their content was about wedding gowns, but users don't Google wedding, wedding gowns. gowns, they Google yeah. wedding dress, they vintage wedding dress, lace wedding dress. So I was like, you do have to change some of these because Google can't see the word dress in there and it's getting smarter we'll start understanding that gown and dress are similar but you're definitely making your life more difficult if you don't put the words yeah you just put yourself further further down the back of the queue aren't you and yeah you know we all know we don't really dive into page two three or four of google yeah. search do you no. you 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 rarely go onto page two yeah exactly um yeah, I can't remember what the first question was. I don't know what the first question was. I've just gone on a <laughs> no, technical tangent about header like tags. Common, common mistakes, common mistakes. <laughs> common that you, mistakes. That you see. Oh, oh also, um, titles and descriptions. So these aren't seen on your web page. They are seen on Google. So when you Google and then you see the listing and you've got your title and your description, <clears throat> those are people don't write description tags, um, which doesn't actually impact SEO in terms of where you rank because Google the description was one of the areas that people were manipulating. So Google doesn't actually look at your description tag to work out where it's gonna rank you. Um, but users will read your description tag when they see when they a see whole it. page yeah. of results. Um, so a lot of people will just put their title as their brand name and not say anything that makes them jump out mm. at the page. Um, so, you know, if you've just got your brand name, people don't know who your target market is, what your specialist area is. Um, whereas if you write that in your title tag and you write it in your description, because people don't just see you, they see you and 10 other listings and you want to make them want to click on you. Yeah, rather than you want to set yourself else. apart really. Exactly. So your title and description is kind of like your SEO ad. Probably shouldn't throw the word ad in because then people get confused between the paid ads and the, the organic ads, but makes sense. the organic stuff. Yeah, I think if you know that that's a little, that's a, an area that's, it's like marginal gains, isn't it? It's like a tiny little thing. You mm. could avoid it and still probably get hits, but if you can just convince people just that by that one percent over other people just to kind of yeah. click on yours, like the compound effect of that is yeah. that 
you know, Google sees people clicking on your, it's not just that one person's clicked on it. Google knows that one person's clicked on it. They've stayed on the site. Yeah. So that's a positive sign, isn't it? And then it's just repeating that. And then it ranks better because it knows that people are clicking on that link and they're, they're getting the value that they want. Yeah. Studio Ninja, Igor. <laughs> Here we go. Now I'm off again. But I, I wanted to, I just wanted to talk about one more thing because I think, and I'm not here to criticize one of our sponsors, but I think they're missing a trick. Ooh, shots fired. Tell yeah. us. Tell us what so you they are. It's, it claims to be designed by photographers for photographers, which mm-hmm. it is. It is designed by photographers for photographers. Yeah. So I'm not arguing that. But it's not just for photographers. That's it. So much I just more. think it's for any, anybody that's in a service-based industry. This, this piece of software is invaluable. I've had friends that are MUAs, hairstylists, florists, stylists. You know, you name it. I've had them all reach out and I've given them sort of guidance and setting them up that have gone on to use Studio Ninja and like, this is invaluable for our business. Yeah. So um, if Studio Ninja are listening and watching this back, might want to think about who you're targeting it yeah. to because actually yeah. I yeah. think it's, I think they're missing a trick. I think Go there's a the whole masses. market. There's a whole market out there that, you know, you don't just need to be a, ph- a photographer or a videographer in the wedding industry. If you are a service-based industry and you've got clients or couples, whoever they may be, and you need to book people in, you need to send them automated emails, invoices, um, you know, the system and the software is yeah. there for, for anybody to use in, in, in whichever business they're, they're operating in. Yeah, get student ninja. There you go. So, so what's the discount people... code, Igor? Oh. You should know it by now because I've told you a few times. Uh, let me see. Let me see. I wonder what I'm it could be. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. <laughs> um, I'm joking. It's another idea. It's that simple. So if you go to Studio Ninja, um, type in that at the checkout and you'll get 50% off for the whole year and you'll get the first month free. You get the first month free and then another idea gets 50% off their first annual subscription. There we go. There you go. Sorted. Go, go get it. And every year in the sort of ranking factors that are sort of posted by sort of big SEO tech companies, um, engagement factors are getting higher and higher up. So Google will see. So if you're in position eight and you're getting more clicks than the company that's in position five, Google will bump you up because it will see that you're obviously more relevant because more people are clicking on you and you're getting a higher than usual click-through rate, they call it. Um and Google can also see if you go onto a site and then you click back immediately, sometimes underneath it will say, do you want to exclude this result from future searches? So Google knows that you've clicked and just gone straight back, i.e. this page was a bit rubbish. Um, so it can see that. So you mm. want to get them clicking on you. And then when they're on your site, you want to then get them to engage with you Stay to show there. Google that you're, that you're a good, that yeah. you're a good. And again, this is site. where, you know, quick loading images relevant content that's going to yep. serve the purpose that they've searched for yeah. immediately make it clear what you do as well because a lot of people miss that yeah. they just start God, people are going to be busy listening to this episode yeah. aren't they yeah if you're, if you're driving Sorry. whilst listening to this episode stopping their cars and making yeah. notes yeah yeah is there anything um, and, is there anything google can't see well images <laughs> <laughs> um even they'll probably be doing that soon um but yeah, a lot of people also don't have Google Analytics or a version of Analytics on their site. So they're sort of working blind. So they don't really know how many people they're currently getting. I would say 90% of businesses I work with, I say, have you got Google Analytics? And they go, yeah, I don't look at it. I don't know how to use it. Um, so just spending some time in that um, is also... Even if it's just valuable. to see where your traffic's coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, whether you put a piece of content out on it, I didn't used to dive into it too much, but just knowing that you've created content, 
you've pushed it out to social channels you've seen people come into your site yeah. because of it it kind of um it justifies the exercise and the time doesn't it yeah because you can see you actually can see the result then yeah definitely and especially if you have conversions tracked as well so if you can see you know i got 10 visits from Instagram and two people filled in my contact form or, you know, I had a hundred visits from Instagram and no one filled in my contact mm, form. Then yeah. you can start an understanding the value of your traffic as well, because a lot of people just think it all comes from Instagram and it, it might not. Yeah, true. Making those, those correlations is quite important. Um, you mentioned Squarespace and Wix mm-hmm. um, previously. Is there any sort of like platform that you found works best in terms of SEO, in terms of help or? Personally, my favorite is Squarespace, mm-hmm. um, mainly because Wix has some, I mean, Wix used to be like a, do not use Wix. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad for SEO. Obviously Wix had to work on that. Otherwise they were quite quickly not gonna have a business. Um, the main thing that upsets me about Wix, because actually the interface is really, like if you don't know anything about web design at all, the interface is like super easy. Um, the thing that upsets me most about Wix is Google likes sites that are thematically structured. God, um, this is great. <laughs> Please. So, um, so if you think about like your folder system on your Mac or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you don't have, unless you're like a total psychopath, you don't have everything saved to your desktop. Um, you'll have like, you know, clients and then you'll have client folders. And then underneath that you'll have, you know, invoices. Yeah. Things like, are everything's stacked. folder. Stru- yeah. So Google likes sites like that. So you might have, you know, forward slash wedding gallery. And then after that, you might have forward slash and then a couple's name or a destination or whatever you want, you want to put it. Um, Wix, it's really, really difficult unless you know coding to do that. So Wix sites to Google look flat. Like every single um, page looks, it's just on the, it's just on a forward slash and then the name. Um, so that's annoying. Uh, WordPress is great, but it takes a little bit more know-how to mm. use to use uh, WordPress. Shopify, I hate. I can't. <laughs> uh, I mean, I have worked on Shopify websites, but a lot of the time, they I need to have a developer to help me sort of hack to add text. It's it's very product-led rather than yeah. being useful for an SEO point of view, which is great if you just want to yeah, sell right, and so. be on Google yes, Shopping and that sort of thing is fine. So yeah, Squarespace would probably be my... Yeah, Squarespace, we've, we've used it, haven't we, for, <clears throat> for our website. I've done one for the studio and it's just, it ticks all of the boxes, yeah. doesn't it, really well? Yeah, yeah, it's a goodie. It's really easy to use, drag and drop. and I'd love it if they yeah. sponsored us. I was Love, just thinking, it? sponsorship? It'd be a great, be a great <laughs> sponsor for us. Great episode for us. <laughs> love it, love it. Has anyone, has anyone come to you with like a, I've, I've done this thing and I think I'm in trouble. Like, has anyone done anything really like naughty with their SEO before any any not, any horror uh, stories that you can kind of uh, tell us that not in the in the so engaged it's normally people are just very um at the beginning of their SEO journey um but I've had clients in the sort of corporate world that a lot of them come and they've bought a shit ton of links and Google I mean we actually we bought links back in the day because it worked and you're yep. under a lot of pressure from your clients they're like we need to be number one um, and you're getting paid to get them there. So you're like, okay, it's worth the risk actually to buy some links. And then I actually had it Christmas Eve one year, our top client who I was saying to Eagle spent a million pounds a month in Google. Um, wow. But they could only afford to do that 
because they were also number one for SEO. So they were getting sort of 50-50 traffic from that. So it was sort of working out for them. And we had been number one for this keyword for like years. And then Christmas Eve, Google updated that algorithm, did what they call the penguin update, which basically said- I remember that one. If you I buy genuinely links, remember that. If you buy links, yeah. you're out. And we dropped to nowhere. It was like the worst Christmas present ever. And we were all just sort of <laughs> sat in the office like, fuck, like we're gonna get fired. Um, we didn't get fired. We turned it around quite quickly. Um, added a load of content. You can call, if, you, if anyone out there has bought links, you can do what's called a disavow um, file on your Google search console, where you just say to Google, ignore all of these links. Um, so we did that. I mean, that's of, of all the of all the dirty tactics, that's probably one of the least um, dangerous ones. Is it? Well, it's, it's not it's not recommended, but I, I can remember back in my day when I had a previous business, we employed a company and they were doing, I didn't realize until we left the company, but they were putting white text on white backgrounds mm -hmm. and um, <laughs> yeah, we were all, those, about all those kind of tactics that just put words in without you even having to see the words. And it's like, yeah, uh, yeah, you get but you get punished for that very quickly now. Yeah, it's a thing. That that's why it never really pays, I don't think, to chase an algorithm. Yeah, like it's absolutely. always even with like Instagram and anything like if you're chasing an algorithm, you're always going to be like chasing your tail. Um, whereas if you just think, right, what do my users want? Yeah what makes sense and is sensible. Um, I mean, you have to think, I mean, it's not just all about users. Like I, if I think about SEO and how I'm gonna get more links that other calligraphers might not have, you know, you sometimes have to like dig deep. Like I found, it sounds really cringy. I found like a mumpreneur site and I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna contact them, see if they wanna do a profile on me. Got myself a nice link to my site that not many calligraphers will have. So it's about, because it's easy to get links from like a styled shoot, mm -hmm. but everyone's gonna have links from a styled shoot because everyone's doing styled shoots. So it's trying to work out where you can differentiate yourself and get links that no one It's else. worth explaining as well, isn't it? That, that different sites have different authority as well. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you've got a link off the BBC website, yes, that, carries a, huge, that <laughs> yeah. carries a huge amount of weight, it's doesn't it? It's my dream. God, we just had Ryan in, didn't we? He works for the BBC as a TV. We could have been asking yeah. him, couldn't we? Um, but you know, that versus your mate, Sally, who's a baker and has only just launched a website, that, that value yeah. and rank isn't anywhere near uh, no. as comparable, but that's not to devalue that link. You, you can still get yeah. those links. Um, and also thinking about the words that are being used to link to you. So if it's just, you know, your URL, it's not adding any context. Sam so Docker fraudster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keyword um, spammer. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, whereas if I have, you know, wedding calligrapher that's linking through to my site, then that's better. Yeah. I mean, it's not always, you can't sort of go to the BBC and say, hi, BBC editor, can you please change that link so that it has different words? Because it would really help my SEO. Um, but if you're doing, you know, a guest blog post on your friend's site or on a wedding planner that you know site, then you can always say to them, please, can you use these words? Yeah, yeah. So do me, it'd be a, a big deal um, for me. Um, and also, but if you can't change the words that are linked in the word, um, is looking at the words around the link. So whenever I do a styled shoot, the person who's submitting it, either the photographer, the planner or whoever, um, normally just puts stationery, so calligraphy.co.uk. So I started saying to them, actually, could you just change that to say like stationery and calligraphy or 
wedding invitations and calligraphy and then a link because Google will it makes sense right that yeah. Google will be looking around to yeah, see yeah. what other keywords are around that link again it's just like well yeah if I was Google I'd do that and you know so um yeah changing the words that are around it as well I think um I think part of what you talked about as well is just that um awareness of just being able to kind of have to, having to reach out to people yeah and to to try and identify sites or places that you can go and seek a backlink yeah and recognize that you have to might have to do a bit of work for it mm-hmm. yeah you know no one's just going to do it for, for nothing either you're gonna, either you're gonna have to pay for it or you're gonna have to create some content yeah and you've got to just put that time in yeah um, and seo and pr are so intrinsically linked mm-hmm. like if you've got a really good sort of pr or outreach strategy um you know local news sites they want content and if yeah. you've got something you know if you're a stationer and you're seeing more people asking for you know recyclable or seeded paper you know the lifestyle editor somewhere might be quite interested in that and then you become the authority that they mm. then quote about it and um you know it can be you know building relationships but it's trying to always think about the link even if it's not it doesn't feel like an online opportunity yeah. even if you're chatting get you guys to you know vlog add a link That's cheers <laughs> um you know anything you do really you should be thinking can i get a link from this and will it be a link that none of my competitors have because that's where the sort of magic happens how um how valuable can youtube be as a part of a, an seo strategy uh very important if it's especially if it's for keywords where um google decides to put videos up so a lot of how to um, yeah, keywords tend to it's, be. The it always seems quite overlooked, show. doesn't it? Mm. YouTube, yeah, as a as part of SEO, because it's you know I think we all think SEO is like I've got to write stuff, I've got to write stuff, but mm-hmm. actually we all know from being on Google that you can search for a lot of things, and the first things that come up are videos, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. videos, images, you know, making sure that your images, you know, I mean I'm guilty of this, but you know your file name when you upload it onto your website, like IMG, you know, all of those things, making sure that that's right. You know, making sure you have your images in folders and the folders have got a nice theme, you know, to eat a name for each one. Um, Again, making sure they're not massive um, to sort of help. So you can see that what we're in, we're like 38 minutes in already. And you can see why people probably find it overwhelming because there's a lot of, there's a lot of things to think about, but I suppose the point is like, you just have to break each piece down, don't you? Yeah, that's it put yourself in the position of the user, mm-hmm. recognize that what Google's trying to do and remember why Google's trying to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it sounds like it, and especially the way you have explained it, it's, it's, it's you explained it very much from a human point of view. Mm-hmm. It's literally quite relational. Yeah. So yeah, it just really makes sense when yeah. you actually explain it, which is nice to hear. Um, we did mention YouTube there, but um, social media platforms, um, do they affect, uh, the SEO on a website or not so much? Well, if you've got the social platforms, then um, obviously they're gonna rank in Google. Um, If somebody Googles your brand name, especially, then they are gonna rank, which is good. Um, I have this theory, which is not really backed up anywhere. Uh, I like those um, kind of theories though. uh, You heard it here first people. Sam might want to just like his fingers in his ears right now. I have a real issue with uh, Linktree, you know, like the the link thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Because if Google, if somebody links to your social media page and Google sees that link and then they see your social media page, but you're not linking that directly to your website. To your website, yeah. This sort of, the chain is broken there and Linktree, benefit from that 
Um, so whereas what you would if you just if gonna, you just gonna change my <laughs> <laughs> whereas if you just so what, what I do is I just have a page on my website which is forward slash useful links mm -hmm. and then I just put that as my link and have in that. my Instagram link trees page. going this afternoon <laughs> yeah sorry link no that's tree. really good that's Not really be good a sponsor no. um, and I think that's it makes that's, sense though yeah it? it's the sort of a again just from a human point of view and the way you explain it, it's just it makes sense. Yeah, it's just like an extra barrier. And you know, yeah. if you've got a blog post and someone, and you put it on your Instagram, for example, and someone wants to click through, you know, they can see the link to the blog post and then it's really easy for them to share it. And then you get links from that. And whereas if there's just that extra link tree thing in the middle, then it doesn't really help. It's but. amazing. Um, any sort of like, um, how would you, what would I call it? Upkeep that people should be doing like from week to week or month to yep. month on the, on their websites? Well, obviously blogging is mm -hmm. good to do, but confession time. So my calligraphy site that ranks really well, I think I've done three blog posts ever, maybe four blog posts wow. ever. Um, the reason that blogging works well for SEO is because Google likes fresh content. So it likes to see that you're putting a bit of effort into your site. Um, I often say, if you imagine you went to like a clothes store and you went there and you were like, oh, these clothes are quite nice. And then you went back the week later and it was all the same stuff. And then you were like, oh, okay. So then you went back a month later and it was all the same stuff. You just stop going. And if Google stops going to your site and stops calling you, then you have no chance of ranking higher because it's not ever assessing you. You're just gonna slide further down. So blogging is sort of an easy way to keep adding fresh mm -hmm. content onto your website and show Google that you've got more stuff to say. But blogging isn't the only way. So I quite often will go onto my site and just tinker. So I just go on. Tinker. Tinker. tinker away. I'll add a paragraph about something or I'll think, oh, I'm not, I don't really like the way I've written that. I'm gonna rewrite that or I'm gonna change that header or I'm gonna change that title mm. tag. Um, I guess you're telling Google that something has changed within my website, something has updated, yeah. so. That I give it's a alive. shit. That yeah. I'm like, this is a live yeah, website. Yeah. It's not just like a dormant yeah. website that I'm just, yeah. you know. Almost, again, like the store analogy that you... Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, and there's not much of a difference between a blog post and a page, really, is no, there? No, there's you not. Know, it's just, it's a, a blog post is a page. Mm -hmm. A page is a page. It's just new content, yeah. isn't it? It's just how you want to display it on your site, whether you want yeah. it to sit under a blog post format or whether it's just a... Yeah. in your nav or another page and you start. Exactly. I mean, I would say blog posts, I would use more for sort of timely content. You know, even like a lot of people will use blog posts for like specific weddings. I'm like, just move them onto your site, like have them in your navigation so that people can always find them. Google can always find them. They're always there if they're like your best ones. Mm. Um, so you don't have to blog. Blogging is good. Um, blogging will also help you to um, rank for sort of question based keywords. So, you know, if you go into Google and you, you write in you know, wedding invitations, um, there's like the people also ask bit that sort of comes up in Google underneath. So I quite often say like, play with that a bit and you'll get loads of blog posts ideas, um, that people are actually searching for. So you can start ranking for those things. Um, but it's really about keeping your content as fresh as you can and getting links is like the way to just be working on your on your SEO ongoing. But quite often people were, people are like, oh, I've got SEO sorted because I'm blogging. And you're like, it's, it's not, yeah. so, it's not <laughs> if you just blog, like that's not 
going to make your SEO work. You also need to be thinking, well, for your blog post, you need to be thinking about what's my title, what's my description, what's my header, what's my what keyword am I targeting, rather than just like, if I just put any old shite out every week, that's fine, I'm doing SEO. Mm. It doesn't necessarily work. And can you create a video piece of content for that article? You know, can you yeah, exactly. embed a YouTube video into mm. that? You know, yeah. they're all kind of ways to strengthen the the performance isn't it really that's, yeah that's and one blog post you know you can put it on your email newsletter and you can do three instagram posts and you can do a pinterest and it sort of feeds i'm saying it like i'm doing it to- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i know this stuff takes time but um so yeah that's the sort of upkeep but it's definitely not a do it once and forget about it it might give you a little bump but yeah. you'll gradually come back down again so it's hard it's hard to do it all isn't it oh <laughs> you do you know you like again it's like you've you've obviously put that time in at some point to to get your site to where it is and now your your resource has kind of been directed towards helping other people's sites there's only so much you can physically give to yeah. the upkeep of your own site yeah um, i mean my seo site i mean my keywords for my seo site would be so niche because it's like seo for wedding businesses so i decided quite early on that that was there as like a so people could see my packages but it wasn't going to be how people were going to find me um because it's more about sort of recommendation and you know through the business club the wedding business club and sort of networking um so yeah not so important for my seo business but definitely very important for my calligraphy business so i do a lot of tinkering um previously when we were chatting um and even now you sort of like reminded me of it um you said we're just talking and and you said so many different names of of people within the industry and it sounds like you are definitely someone that likes to network Mm -hmm. is that something that comes easily to you uh or something that you had to work at and Um. really develop I suffer massively from imposter syndrome. Like it's the first thing you said when you walked yeah, in here. Yeah. I was just, I was Very like, first thing. properly, I was like, he's going to see my hand shaking as I lift my, <laughs> as I lift my bottle to my mouth. Um, so, I mean, I'm all right sort of once I get there and once <laughs> I start chatting, like digital networking, yeah. like, easy, it's fine. Um, but yeah, I do love meeting new people and I think it's one of the things. So when I worked for the agency, I was in the new business team. That was sort of my role towards the end was just going and pitching. Um, and I can quite quickly understand what people need, like what their vibe is, what their USP is. So that comes in really useful when I'm chatting to people now, like I understand quite quickly who they are. Um, otherwise I'm just gonna be putting together really generic recommendations for everyone. <laughs> it would be no good for anyone. So um, yeah, I do love meeting new people and it's part of the reason why I don't work with people ongoing, like monthly, because I'd be quickly full and I could not help any other people because I wouldn't have any time to yeah. do it. So um yeah, it's nice that I, you know, you have all these guests and I'm like, work with her, work with her, work with her. This is great. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's what uh, uh I liked and admired about you and it was very much like, oh yeah, we definitely need to touch upon that point. But no, that sounds amazing. Um you mentioned really, really quickly workshops that you were doing. Mm-hmm. Um how did you start it and how's it going? The SEO workshops? Yeah. Um, they haven't been, I mean, they've been all right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think people are just, again, I, I probably don't do enough 
um, nurturing of the sort of yeah. process leading up to the workshops. So I tend to do a free sort of 30 minute masterclass where I sort of whiz through some bits. Um, but then I think people just get overwhelmed. Um, so I don't know. I'm thinking I'm going to might turn that workshop into like a, a an evergreen, you know, access when you want sort of course that yeah. people when they're ready they can go on to but at the moment it's sort of focusing more on the working with people on their SEO because I think people are much more comforted by I'm going to learn a bit and I'm actually going to get some of it done mm -hmm. which is sort of like feel like they've taken that first step yeah um so yeah who knows I remember going <laughs> when I used to work for I used to work in digital marketing for boots and I can remember going on like two-day SEO conferences on workshops I was like Brighton SEO. That oh, was always gosh, like the highlight. I'm a bit bored. But, you know, it, it does. It's like understanding the basics of it and the, the foundations of it do stand you in really good stead with your mm -hmm. business. I think that's kind of part of the reason why, when I look back on, you know, the first four or five years of my business, why I probably established myself very quickly was because I was I was blocking weddings. Yeah. yeah. I was pushing it out to social channels. I was you know, building pages from those blog posts and collating, like, you know, looking at search terms. So, and once you've done that groundwork over a period of time, it does pay off. See that SEO course came in it useful, did come in handy. you see. It did, it did come in handy. You were bored, but it came yeah. in useful. Yeah. And I didn't have to pay for that either. Boots paid for that, so that was good. Yeah, nice. I mean, um, it's, it's also one of those things, like, I don't know if you remember, it was like a year or two ago, like Facebook services just went. Yeah, down. You couldn't even complain to your friends because you couldn't use WhatsApp. <laughs> like you were literally just sat like in a hole. And I was just like, sorry, I'll just find me on Google. It's fine. Like Instagram could disappear. I mean, yeah. unlikely. Well, it's, it's, but you put all your eggs in one basket. They're still volatile, though. They're still. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about it recently about how it's hard to get good traction on Instagram. Oh, it feels like really mm. hard to get good traction on Instagram. Yeah. Like you have to be on it all the time. You have to be doing everything that it's asking you to do. It's like this million and one things that you need to tick off. It's like it's exhausting. Yeah. And you know? now I get quite a lot of leads for the calligraphy business through Google. I'm now sort of using Instagram more as like a portfolio, just like a, they can go on there to sort of social proof that my yeah. work's mm -hmm. all right. But I'm not like three reels a week, two stories a day. Like it's just as and when. I don't have time. I've got two little kids. I don't have time yeah. for all that shit. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's quite nice because that's just sort of bringing in sort of free leads. Yeah. Which is nice. How do you find a split between the SEO and the calligraphy work? Is it sort of like... 56, 50, 50 or 60-40? Uh, Money-wise, it's about 50-50 mm -hmm. um, at the moment. Uh, I've recently hired someone in on the SEO business that I used to work with at the old agency. So she sort of knows all the same stuff that I know. Um, also had a baby and left the company. Um, so she's doing, she's helping me with a lot of the sort of uh, analysis work that takes a lot of time. So mm -hmm. that's sort of freeing up time to bring on more clients and do more stationary Amazing. stuff. So um, yeah. Scary having someone sort of is that is that still day. an ongoing issue in in industry? Uh, like mothers having babies and then struggling to go back to yes. the workplace. Yes, yeah. it's a it's a real. And then you know you do go back, and then you've got like the mum guilt. That's like mm. I mean, people yeah. don't really talk about dad guilt. Do you get no. dad yeah. guilt? <laughs> I don't don't know if that's you, if way. it's a thing. No. Um, you know. Side thing. I was. I mean, I got really angry watching the Brit Awards the other day because he interviewed someone from Little Mix, and the first thing he said was like, "Oh, where are the kids tonight?" And I was like, "You're not asking all their dads that." <laughs> Thanks. Um, but yeah, it is a real thing. It's really hard. It's hard when people don't understand 
like that you have childcare and yeah. you need to go, you know, the amount of times I got asked, oh, can you just stay an extra 30 minutes? And I was like, no, because no. I literally have 20 minutes. I have to be on one specific yeah. train yeah. to haul ass to the nursery that I'm paying. I mean, when oh, I had two, when I had two kids now. in nursery, I earned nothing. It was basically all my money was going on nursery fees. Mm. Um, and it was, it was an all right nursery, but, um, I mean, it's a government issue as well, needs to do more for Very much childcare, so. childcare things. So, um, but yeah, it, it's, it was more for me, it was actually more like just a cultural thing, like a lack of understanding. I had no one who understood what I was going through. Um, everyone talking about what happened on the night out last night. Mm. And I was just like, mm, yeah, I was up all night with a baby. <laughs> but um, as those people get older and they all start having babies, maybe it'll get better, but yeah. Um, yeah, it just feels like it's so, been like, it's been like an ongoing thing for so long, and it, then it feels like companies are almost just like lip service, but nothing yeah. actually changes. Yeah, um, I mean, I was reading today about some um, four day a week pilots that some companies that have been doing, which yeah. I think all sort of help. Um, like, uh, people like Pregnant Then Screwed, sort of an Instagram account, Motherpucker. They're all sort of raising yeah. awareness, and you know. So hopefully it will get better by yeah. the time my girls maybe have babies. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be better. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough. But working from home, I mean, f working from home for me, for myself, it solves it to an extent because I don't have the commute, but I find it much harder to switch off. That's it. Like I'm sat in the evenings, whereas with the agency work, I could just be like, bye. And then I'd be at home. And if they tried to contact me, I'd be like, nope, you're not paying me. Yeah. I'm not doing it. Whereas now I get like leads through at like eight and I'm like, do I reply to that? Like I'm putting one child to bed and- um, You set any boundaries? I'm trying <laughs> to get better at that. Okay. <laughs> um, I was saying it helps. I've now, I'd, I've stopped working off a laptop mostly. I've got like a proper sort of iMac. In, a, in my studio at the end of the garden, which is helping because I leave everything down there. Yep. But then, you know, you can get on. I deleted emails from my phone and now I just go on to gmail.com. <laughs> crawling back. <laughs> and, get them, <laughs> and get them on the website. So I, I, I'm, try, I'm trying um, to set more boundaries, but it is tough. Oh, it's always, it always feels like a constant battle, doesn't it? Mm. It's like there's trade-off, isn't it? It's like you've got to work, you've got to, you know, you've got to be present and respond to things. I can remember when we had... Uh, James Maxwell on talking about people that were shopping for tables. He's like, mm. if I don't respond there and then when it comes in, like, it's lost business. Moved. It's yeah. lost business. And yeah. there is that element to it, I think. But then I also try and think like, if I was a, like a shop, like if I'm like a bakery down mm. the road, if someone emails that bakery at eight o'clock at night, they're not going to expect no, of a reply not. then. And actually a lot of my, especially for the calligraphy side, they contact me in the evening because they just work during the day. Yeah, so it's it. not that they want a reply like there and then. And to be honest, I've now, I'm trying to be more like, if I reply the next day and they say they've already gone somewhere else, I probably didn't want them as a client anyway because they're really impatient <laughs> and they're not gonna be like hanging yeah. around for me to do designs and different things. So I'm sort of trying to think, well, that's okay. I didn't want them anyway. <laughs> uh, but to be fair, it rarely happens. Rarely happens if you get back to someone one or two days later and they go, no, sorry, I've gone somewhere else. Like. So I try and tell myself that a lot and try and not be on Gmail instead of emails. <laughs> I mean, God, what are we like? <laughs> I know we've, we've covered a lot in terms of SEO, but any sort of like free resources 
that you could recommend for someone that has been listening and they don't even know where to start? Uh, yes. So I just rant off a load of my favorite tools, probably. Um, <laughs> log on to Google Search Console. Um, if you have Google Analytics, you can log in that way. Um, and Google Search Console tells you the keywords that you rank for, where you rank. It tells you if there's any issues with your website, although a lot of the time people get in a panic about some things and I'm like, it's fine, don't worry about it. Everything um, is red. I know. <laughs> um, keywords Everywhere, which I've mentioned, which is that plugin that tells you how many people search for keywords. You can use the Google Keyword Planner, um, but unless you are spending a lot of money on Google Ads, Google Ad Planner, Keyword Planner is really shit. It like says this keyword has between zero to a thousand searches a month. And you're like, well, that's no good to me because I need to know the exact number. Um, there's a, a website, I always laugh at the name, called Screaming Frog. <laughs> um, and it's basically like a desktop tool. And if you put in your website, it then spits out what all your titles are and your header tags and all that sort of thing. Um, it's almost like a good audit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, or there's a, a Chrome extension called the Blue Button. Uh, which if you just press that on a website, it tells you what your title and your description is. But also you can see what your competitors are. So yeah. if you like, if you Google something and you're like, I want to rank for that keyword, have a look at the people that are already ranking, yeah. see what their titles are and their headers are and how long their content is. And yeah. you know, it's all See there. what your competition is doing. Yeah. Um, I also have a free checklist on my website that people can look at that just tells you the different things you should Amazing. look at. They're the main ones. No, that's really yeah. good. You've, uh, you've listed a lot there. Things like Ahrefs tell you how many people are linking to you. Mm -hmm. um, but I can't remember. That's not free. There might be a free version. Um, but you don't have to pay for that. Yeah. I think it might give you a seven-day free trial. So if you're in like SEO mode mm -hmm. for a day, if you're like, I'm blocking this day for SEO, then again, see who's linking to you, but also see who's linking to all those people that already rank um, and see if there's any of those that you can sort of replicate. Um I think it's worth, I think it's just important, isn't it? If you if you're wanting to try and tackle SEO, is to just try and break it down into bite sized chunks yeah. rather than trying to feel like I'm gonna have a week where I'm gonna yeah. just write everything and do it all. Even I couldn't do I, a week of actually SEO. Actually, just integrating a bit of time every week to go right. Okay, well, I'll just spend a couple of hours on a Tuesday. Yeah. On on a blog post. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always think that the trap that I see in in our industry in photographers is that they they will they will often just blog way too many images yeah and we're talking like 80 90 100 oh. images and it's it comes from a place i think where photographers are just trying to show their work and i get that yeah like they want to oh i can't pick can't pick my favorite images i'm just going to show them all yep. and actually you kind of need to kill some of them don't you really yeah. and just go 20 yeah 20 is still a lot of images like you don't yeah if but you if were, you've got that in like a you know a yeah. carousel that people yeah, can click around i mean i wouldn't do like a uh, lot long and again 20. i think it comes down to like just remind yourself what the what the end user's going to expect like if, if you can't convert somebody within them seeing 15 images yeah just, there's no chance there's no point showing them 100 no. like especially if you put your top 15 if they're still not interested after those yeah. like you're not going to sell them <laughs> no. with your bottom 20 yeah but it, it, it's like again it's, if you, it's thinking about the time that it takes to name those images to alt tag those to upload them to tag them to mm -hmm. you know it's just it takes it's it makes it so much more time consuming mm -hmm. you know, i think i could probably write a blog post in like i'd probably write and publish an, an, an entire blog post in half an hour but some photographers will probably spend three hours going oh, i've got yeah. 120 yeah. images yeah and and people also worry about like oh i just don't know if my writing's good enough and i quite often say like 
some people write like really lengthy Instagram posts. They're just like, oh, like you only have to add a few more paragraphs to that and you've got yourself a blog post. Like people seem to be like, again, it's in sort of heads. the imposter syndrome, yeah, getting in their heads like, oh, I can't possibly write a blog post because I'm not a writer. It's like, just write, you, it's you, just write yeah. as yourself yeah. um, and think of it as like a, just a long Instagram post and... Um, just talk, tell a bit of a story. Mm. Like again, we you know if, if, if we're looking at it from our point of view of like being in the wedding industry, you know we've got an amazing story right in front of us yeah. with our couples. So yeah. you just go okay. So my approach will be like I've picked my images. I'm going to look at, look at the images and just see what I just like just jot down some ideas. Like what happened? You know, were there any good stories from the day? What was yeah. the venue like? You know, what were they wearing? You know, just piece it and then just as you write your copy, just tick all those bits off and go. Mm. Oh, I'm just going to talk about this and just doesn't need to be a huge amount. It's yeah. amazing how the paragraphs can, can quickly rack up if you just sit yeah. down and go. And you've got a couple of images in there, like yeah. it's it's fine. And it's also about not just writing for ranking, like yes. because it's the end goal isn't to rank the top of Google. The end goal is to get leads or contacts or jobs. Yeah. So um, it's not just about getting to the top. It's about if I get to the top, are people going to want to, buy with me so you need to you know sound like yourself and sell your services and talk about your usps and all those sorts of things yeah. um otherwise what's the what's the point you're just getting traffic for nothing which would be really depressing i think it, it would actually be worse i think to get to number one and see no increase in your in your bookings yeah, yeah. um i think i'd just rather not be there yeah it's true um we have been talking about seo quite a lot mm-hmm but in terms of calligraphy and SEA, we can clearly see that you're passionate about it. Is there, if you had to pick one, which one would it be? <laughs> I mean, I would have to pick the calligraphy just yeah? because it, it feeds my creative soul. Like I just, it's like meditation mm. for me. I just sit down with my pen, the ink flows and I'm I think, like, uh, I'm I think gone. you said that, didn't you, when she was in? You taught us a very similar way about how it's just a, an exercise and... Mindfulness. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. I'm not very good at like meditation and I get, my mind goes like, oh, what's, what am I cooking for dinner and all that sort of stuff. Um, but <laughs> when I am doing calligraphy, I don't think about anything yeah. else. I don't think about the pile of laundry that I've got in the house or what times pick up. I'm just, I quite often I'm like, shit, it's pick up. And I'm like, <laughs> literally have to dump everything and go because I just go to a different place so i would i would have to choose the calligraphy yeah. sorry seo no <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they both go hand in, uh, like they both go hand in hand really for mm. you like yeah they, they both serve a, a really good and valuable purpose for you and your, your businesses like they both complement each other yeah definitely and you know because you, you have a real life example of how your seo is implemented yeah rather than just going i know seo trust me yeah yeah. Like, no, I look yeah, at no. look at what I, I, I rank there. Yeah. yeah, and the and the difference it makes on traffic as well. It's not just like I rank for this random keyword. It's like my traffic's like all the way up, which is nice to see. Um, sometimes Google puts me below Etsy, which is really annoying. <laughs> today on the way here, I was in number one. It was very satisfying. Um, so yeah, yeah. Do you find that it's something that, um it's very easily to get obsessed about in terms of like the numbers and everything else or um, it is do you find it quite easy you, to let go? Once you sniff success yeah. in SEO, you're then That's like, it. oh God, like what are the numbers doing? I need to get more. But it it's also like the opposite. Like if you're grafting for a year 
and you've seen nothing, it can be really disheartening. Yeah. But it is just about like stick with it. And as yeah. long as you're doing the right things, like it will happen. But it's I think if you've been grafting for a year and you're not seeing a result, there's probably a if you've not fun- seen any result. There's probably yeah, a fundamental probably, yeah, problem, isn't there? Wrong, with, what, yeah. with what you're doing. Yeah. Um if you've been doing things right, um it will it will happen. Uh, and then when you get there, it's like the best when you just suddenly Google it and you're like Oh my god! And then you're like calling all your friends. Like, can you, it might just be my personalized search? <laughs> yeah, can, can you yeah. search? Can you just check? And you're opening yeah. incognito windows, and you're like, yeah. no, it, this is really happening. Yeah. Um, then although, it is although the resource is out there, and, and anybody can go and do that, mm-hmm. you've, you've got to put the time and work in. Yeah, and that's 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 it. You know, it's um, you know, like it's much more common knowledge now. Like the best practice, like it's out there. It's not mm-hmm. like it's a mystery, like it was maybe sort yeah. of 10, 15 years ago, but. People that do it are the ones that are just doing it consistently. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I was chatting to someone recently and they were saying it's the same on Pinterest. She was like, I've literally been pinning for a year and I'm now starting to see leads and inquiries come through. You've just got to like have faith that you're doing the right yeah. thing. And actually just by doing something, you're already way ahead of loads of people mm. um, in your space yeah. because I guarantee most of them are not. So. Playing the long game. Yeah. But then once you're there it's very unlikely that the next day you're going to be like page three. Like if you drop a couple of positions, you can see it and then you sort of get back on it and do some more things. Um, So once you're there, it's sort of, there is some comfort in being there. Um, Yeah. It's amazing. How's, how's the year looking for you? Um, Any exciting projects um, that you're doing at the moment or coming Um, up? So obviously I had my, um, my little, my helper that I've got. So she only started in January. So that's quite new, um, but it's going really well so far. Um, I have quite a controversial year this year, which is that I don't, I haven't got like, you know, when people go, what's next? Like what you're doing is not enough. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, do you know what? I'm actually quite happy with how things are. Yeah. Um, But I really want to take August off and December off, craziest months to try and take off. Um, But I figure aim big like I'd really like to take those take those off um and not like last year sort of building both the businesses I was like I had zero work-life balance and you know mum guilt was sky high and I just thought I can't carry on like this so I thought I'm not going to give myself any like super hefty goals this year not that I'm not ambitious but just that I I need to focus on me a little bit this year so you know getting in the gym and you know, trying to eat right and eat fresh. Um, yeah, that's not a very exciting No, answer. no, it's really Sorry good. About, sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's really good just to hear um, going hard at the basic things, isn't it? Mm. That's that's basically what you're saying. Yeah. And it, and that self-care nature, it's 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 needed really. It's fundamental really. Mm. So no, that's yeah. really and good And I feel to hear. like I need, I literally need a year of looking after me mm. and making that like a habit and making me not be like the very bottom of the pile. And then next year I'll be like, these are all my grand plans mm-hmm. because I will be just in the habit of looking after myself. Yeah. Which I haven't been. I'm sure I'm not the only mum, especially out yeah. there that is not doing I think, that. I think everybody's having that. Everyone has those battles, don't they? Yeah. Um, do you want to go for the last question? Yeah, I can do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you could rewind the clock yeah. and talk to 14-year-old Stacey, mm-hmm. what, would you, what would your words of wisdom be? Um, I was going to say, 
do what you want and not what people tell you to do. Um, but then when I think that, actually it's ended me in a in quite a good place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but you know, I could have done drama and then be like Oscar winning actress. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I often say to like to my husband about the kids, I'm like, they can just do what they want. Like as long yeah. as they're happy, I really don't care. I mean, I think I was just of that generational stage where I was the first person that had, could go to uni. So my mum and dad were like, you must do something amazing. <laughs> Be an accountant and earn loads of money. And it's just, it's not, it's not about, it's not about the money. It's about being happy. Um, so yeah, I'd just say more like, be strong and do what you want, not what you're told to do. It's amazing. Yeah, amen, amen to that. Mm. Where can people find you? Uh, so I am on Instagram at so engaged or at so calligraphy UK. So calligraphy's annoying me benched I know, by we've someone... covered, I know we've covered a lot of seo stuff but yeah. we have only also scratched the surface haven't we yeah it feels like, really you know, yeah. there's, there's a lot of knowledge there to be tapped yeah. into so if anybody is kind of looking yeah. to reach out to to stacy then then please do you know yeah. there's um there's so much more there to yeah to tap into isn't there for a... yeah. you've got some knowledge and that's been we've great so thank you thank you knowledge. so much for thank you so much for sharing it openly and and uh, providing some sort of uh I'm sure people have been busy at wherever they are, home or wherever, just scribbling things down. <laughs> she said that, she said that, I'll do that as well. Um, so no, thank you. Thank you very much for your time. You're it's welcome, been thank Hugely you. appreciated. Yeah, um, you've been amazing. And like, we're always learning, aren't we? Even yeah. I've, I've taken some things away. I'm going yeah, to go and do that. I'm going to yeah. get rid of Linktree. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, probably need to get back on with blogging. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks, Stacey. Thank you. Thank you, the audience. Yeah, Bye. do all those sherry things. Yes, clickety yeah. things. Yeah, thank you very much. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.